This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I want people to say, you know, nice things for years to come. You know, for couples, when they're like 60, when their kids are sort of listening through their record collections, you know, you know flicking through their record collections to, to find one of our records and their parents to go, yeah, we love that band. Because I just remember the other day, my flatmate was talking about loads of records that his parents really liked and he really likes them now. So if we could do that, that'd be wicked. I want, you know, I just love it. We love it. So we just want to keep loving it, really. And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. Got my brother Travis with me, as always. And um, we made it through the metal sludge, and we've emerged into the month of November. And we're pulling a 180. I feel like it's pretty much a 180 at this point. We're done with Metal Month. We're on the other side. You survived. I think you 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 may pretend like you weren't paying attention, but I, I feel like you walked away with somewhat of a, a better understanding of what metal is and like what it means to people and how it's more than just uh, the corny satanic worshiping uh, that we showcased with Ghost. You know, although they're doing it to be ironic, I think. But they're what I like when I think of metal. That's just what I assumed. Like with all metal, it's ghosts. Yeah, you know? right. Which it's yeah. I mean, I think I think I at least demonstrated to you that that's not the case. No, yeah, totally, dude. It was look. I enjoyed it, but now we're talking about Coldplay and their debut album, Parachutes. People who are fans of Coldplay, you probably recognized. Chris Martin's voice in that clip that we played uh, in the beginning there. That was an interview uh, around the same time period. And, you know, this guy, he was 23 
when they put this record out. And like, if you watch that video, we'll put it up on the show notes on our website. He is so baby faced, man. And they had no clue the kind of success that they were going to see, you know? And that's what I, that's what I like about that, that, that interview. It's like, you heard what he said. He's like, man, we would just love it if, uh, you know, the people who listen to our music, if, you know, when they go through their record collections with their kids, you know, 20, 30 years from now, they, they, you know, come across a Coldplay album and they pick it up and say, man, you know, I just, I really love this record. Here's what makes me so happy right now, dude. That is like almost verbatim the clip that we played to intro in for the strokes. strokes yeah, you're right. That we did with is this it, dude? Almost verbatim. You're right. Yeah, that just makes me happy, dude. Because we covered their first uh, debut album, or uh, pff, we covered their debut album, "Is This It," and it was um, with the uh, drummer. It was the drummer. I don't remember his name at the moment. God damn it. He was like, man, you know, like what matters in this industry and like what we're hoping for is just, we, you know, we want to release a record that stands the test of time. Like that's, that to us is more important than anything else that, you know, journalists or anyone else right now could say about us. Like what matters is to release a record that could stand the test of time. And that's, yeah, dude, that's, that's what it's all about when you're in a band, dude. You just want to be remembered and cherished, you know? That's great, dude. Well, the, I think the irony of Chris Martin saying that is, you know, they've put out plenty of albums since then and have skyrocketed, obviously. I mean, they're one of the most successful bands of all time. But I would yeah. say that that the, you know, the albums that are going to stand the test of time are going to be their, their earlier pieces, which would be Parachutes, A Rush of Blood to the Head, maybe even X and Y. And then from then on, it's like they're, they kind of have become a, a, a pop band, right? They're pop stars. Their biggest song, at least by Spotify's play count is that song, something just like this, which is a collaboration with some other band. Everybody's heard it. Ad I don't even know. what You've heard it. I've heard this. I've heard Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Let's, let's just play it. it. Let's play it. All right, let's play it. Yeah. Let's, let's take a little listen. Uh, there's no way you have if you exist on this planet you've heard this I've been reading books of old the legends and the myths Achilles and his gold Achilles and his gifts Spider-Man's control and Batman with his fist Clearly I don't see myself upon that list But she said, where'd you wanna go? How much you wanna risk? I'm not looking for somebody with some superhuman gifts Some superhero, some fairy tale bliss Just something I can turn to, somebody I can kiss I want something just like this
Shit, man. All right, I had to get a minute in before I realized. Yes, I have heard that Everybody's song. heard that chorus, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just take a guess. How many plays do you think uh, that song has on Spotify? I, I, dude, I have no clue. Uh, All right, let me give you some context. So you, can, just, so you can have a, a, okay. a, a better chance of getting this close, at least the ballpark. Okay, okay so Yellow, right? The, the, the song that put them on the map. Yep. 525 million plays. Right. Okay, and that's that's the album that we're talking. That's the album about. that we're talking about. Yellow shows up on Parachutes. That's one of the singles. Yeah, off and that song's been been out for 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 ever. Right. Since you've been able almost to twenty almost twenty yeah, years. Yeah, and, and since the the beginning of Spotify, you've probably been able to look the song up and push play. Right. So that just tells you like how long of of a time frame that it's had to to get play counts tallied up. Okay. Okay. You said five hundred something million. Right? Yeah. So take a guess how much okay. this song, which is you know has huge crossover, you can play it at a club, you know, it's a pop song. And like you said, this is a song that they did with another band called Chainsmokers. Yeah, which is uh, like a producer duo. Shit, dude, I don't know. Uh, Nine hundred million. Close enough. It's one billion, one hundred seventy million plays. Jesus, now that's insane. So anyway, um. That's a long-winded way of saying um, that that this is one of the, the biggest bands yes, on the planet. Yes, and right little now. young green Chris Martin um, in that video clip just had had no clue. You know, I mean, they literally just put out their first that album. was from two thousand. Yeah, right, that interview. And he is so young in that in that video, and like they they had no idea what was coming. So it, it's I, I like watching interviews, kind of like the Strokes interview that we saw. Where yeah. they just are, are starting out and getting sort of a a hint of like some success to come their way, you know. It's it's right. interesting to see what they say and like how they. Oh, they're just so like excited, fresh faced, and, like, and energetic, and like yeah, just, dude. You know, they're because like they've just got, now stepping into the yes, the idea of being like full fledged professional musicians, yeah. like as their career. This is why, to me, I if I. If I go into an artist for like I hear of an artist, I, I hear a song that I like. I always go back to the first album because that yeah. I feel like that's always their most like the purest form of of the band is their first album because like yeah, dude, you know they're they're getting together. You know they've got nothing to lose. There's a handful of albums that we've covered since starting this podcast where that is absolutely the case, dude. Like because they've they, they've you know a lot of times they put maybe years into writing these songs before they have a right you know what i mean so it's just it's the it's them at like the early stages this is the point in their like time as a group as a collective you know yeah where like they've been playing live shows and like perfecting these songs live and they these are songs that that are like like this this these are their like most important and like most cherished songs as a band like this like that's the the songs that are going to show up on their debut yeah they they, they pour it doesn't their... matter how long they've been together like these are the songs that they think are the are the best to showcase what like who they are as a band and what they stand for yeah that's what's going to show up on their on their debut record. right and and you know a lot of times they pour their heart and soul into it you know so coldplay everyone knows everyone knows about this band should we name off the roster at the very least? I, I just want to dive right into the music because no one cares about their history. Let's be honest, dude. No one cares. Uh, if you care, you already know. Let's put it that way. 
Exactly. Yeah, good point. You know what I mean? Okay, so let's name off the roster then, dude. So I know we got Chris Martin, right? He's the he's the main dude. Lead singer, right? uh, piano player. He also plays the acoustic guitar, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who else we got, dude? Come on, bro. Oh, I don't have the roster in front of me. I thought you were doing this. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe, yeah, I thought maybe you even knew like off oh, the top of your head. Oh, no, dude. You're... You're a, you're a bigger Coldplay fan than I am, I, dude. I like this album. That's where it begins and ends. I'm not a I'm not a massive Coldplay fan. Okay. If I know Wikipedia, which look, man, I've got the record right here in front of me. That's got. Let me pull out the liner notes on the actual vinyl record. This will be the source of truth. Fuck Wikipedia. All right, so for the roster, at least the roster at this time, you've got Chris Martin, of course, vocals, guitar, piano. A lot of times he would play. Philanthropy. Yeah. <laughs> Philanthropist. At this point. At this point, yeah. I don't know about in 2000. Was he a philanthropist in the, in the year 2000? I doubt Probably it, not. dude. <laughs> so uh, a lot of times Chris Martin plays acoustic. And you've got Mr. John Buckland, who is one of the co-founders. So him and Chris founded the band. He's on the electric guitar. You've got Guy Berryman on the bass and Will Champion on drums. So um, I, I will say, and, and, and we'll hear it on on the songs that we've got picked. I'm a big fan of John Buckland um, as a guitar player. Like I think he provided some really interesting uh, riffs and melodies and whatnot. Yeah. So from what I've read, um, some influences for Coldplay. Number one, Radiohead. Uh, multiple members of the band were huge Radiohead fans. Uh, there's a pretty funny quote from Rolling Stone uh, with Martin here. He's talking about Radiohead. He says, Sometimes I feel like they cleared a path with a machete, and we came afterward and put up a strip mall. <laughs> he says... I would still give my left ball <laughs> to write anything as good as OK Computer. <laughs> Who said that? Chris Martin. Okay. <laughs> it's like, so when did he never s- heard now someone, when did he say that? Uh, that was from a, a Rolling Stone article in 2008. Okay. Well, okay. No, it's. I think it's really important that he mentioned OK Computer, uh, and we'll see why when we get to our third song. All right. So let's. With that okay. being said, let's let's start playing some tunes here. So, um, you know, we've talked about this era before because we've we've done an episode on The Strokes. Is this it? That came out in two thousand one. I, f- I feel like we've covered a few bands, yeah, uh, a few albums from this time. Well, I guess what I'm trying to get at is I don't think we've really talked about a band or a sound like this before. Maybe the closest thing could be Kings of Convenience, but just because it's piano and keyboard or piano and, and acoustic guitars, but you can't even compare those two either. The closest band that we've covered to Coldplay is, is Radiohead easily. I find that I'm, that I'm getting offended by that, but that's okay. I don't know why, but I feel like they're two very different bands, but I can, I can see the comparison. I, I guess let me, let me step back a second. I think Radiohead and Coldplay 
can be compared to each or are similar up to Kid A. You know what I mean? When Kid A happens, I don't think you can really compare the two. But there's a lot of similarities on Pablo Honey, the Benz, OK Computer. Um, okay. Yeah. So you're right. I, you know, those, you know, we covered OK Computer. So let's just get, let's just get into it, man. Um, let's play our first track. Why not? Yes, so let's do it. I think it's good that we played um, something just like this because that's kind of shows you that's the kind of stuff that they're putting out now. Um, really poppy stuff. Collaborations with producers. I mean, they might as well be. I mean, it's pop, right? It's a good contrast to what you're going to hear, right? So, all right. First song off this record. Also, let's point out real quick. There were four singles on this record. Don't Panic, Shiver, Yellow, and Trouble. So there's a lot of singles off of this record. Obviously, and we heard a little we heard a little bit of Trouble in the intro. Yes, right? that's correct. Okay. Um, everybody and their and their mother knows Yellow. That was the song that blew up yeah. and and got them on. They got them the the coverage. I remember the I remember the the video on MTV. Uh, that was the the heyday of of Total Request Live. So yeah. Uh, it was all over the place. So anyway, I think everybody knows the singles. Have you heard the other stuff in between the singles is what we're going to find out today. What a dumb thing to say, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Betwixt the singles. I'm just trying to get into it. Is here. that any better? All right. <laughs> okay, so our first our first track is track number three. It's called Spies. Oh, I forget everything 
Yeah, so what I like about that song is like it's almost got like this like haunting vibe to it. You know, it's haunted a little bit. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I throw that word around, but what I mean by that is like you know, it's 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 darker, it's melancholy, you know. The lyrics are Yeah. It sounds like they're they're talking about you know, trying to trying to evade getting captured like somebody's trying to hide uh, you know he keeps talking about being fugitives and and you know there's spies hiding out in every corner and it's interesting uh theme you know yeah but again uh, going do we know is it about any particular thing i don't know beyond the lyrics Wow, it's inspired by a James Bond film. The song was inspired by the band's love of the James Bond films and longtime composer John Barry. The World Is Not Enough was also in production at the time of the song's writing. And dude, this is when I wish we had our dad handy to be like, oh, The World Is Not Enough. That's this uh, James Bond episode, uh, James Bond film where this and that happened. Yeah, there were a lot of spies in that one. I would think that there's spies in, in just about every James Bond film, Q. <laughs> uh, dude, I feel like there's probably spies in every corner of every James Bond film, dude. <laughs> well, that's, cool. just, that's what he's thinking about? Like, there's spies in every fucking corner of these films. Like, he's having a... Man, the, look, dude, there's one in that corner there. <laughs> but see, the funny thing is to me, now that I... If that's, if that's the truth, if it was inspired by James Bond, that almost takes away what I thought was deeper meaning <laughs> behind this song. But, okay, here's what I love about this, dude. Because, like, that's the thing, man, about music, and that's one of the things that I love about it so much is just, like, we're writing shit that comes to us, you know, yeah, but l- randomly, l- and we're thing. making awesome tunes. Listen to the lyrics, it. though. I awake to see that no one is free. We're all fugitives. Look at the way we live. That didn't. That you're not inspired from a James Bond film to write that. That's that seems like more of a political statement. But dude, the spies came out of the water. That could have been. <laughs> that could have been maybe from that's a just, film, dude. Maybe that's just one awesome, but see, dope that, ass scene. Maybe that's talking from about the world is not enough. Yeah, well, I've always I've always liked the lyrics. I had no idea that he was perhaps inspired by James Bond. I think that's kind of funny, since the name of it is Spies. But um, going back to what I said about John Buckland on the guitar, he's doing a lot of interesting things here, right? I mean, there's some like tremolo in the verse that kind of, yes. you know, you know what tremolo is, right? Yeah. That's tremolo makes that like echoey effect, right? No, that's delay. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, but there's some delay in this song, right? Maybe. Yes. Maybe in, maybe the, in the, chorus? the chorus. Yes. Maybe a little bit. But um, okay. I'm into it. Yeah. What's, what does tremolo do? It sounds like it's getting, uh, like the the signal is getting cut off and on. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, okay, you'll hear it in the verse. Well, um, okay. What I'm what the, what I'm thinking of is like a sound, almost like I always think of that scene in Tommy Boy when he's yes fucking <laughs> talking into the fan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, is that yes? Is that tremolo? Uh, it sort of sounds like that. Yeah, or is that the is that more of the the delay? No, that's that's tremolo, sort of in a way. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, dude. Yeah, yeah I love that shit. That's uh, yeah, it's it's great. That's 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 a, the part that stands out the most for me in this song, dude. In the, is that, in the verse, that guitar effect. Yeah, the effect. That's the tremolo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're on um, the same page. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So I wonder who he was inspired by. Johnny Buckland uh, was inspired by. Actually, this is interesting, Q. The Stone Roses. Don't know what that means. You don't know Stone Roses? We may have to do them as a sidetrack at some point. Uh, Ride and My Bloody Valentine, which are both shoegaze bands. And here's 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 where it makes sense. You too. So I can oh. I can totally see how he sort of, um, you know, is do, is doing some of the edge type stuff right yeah uh totally. he, he has a lot of guitar pedals that he uses uh you know the edge also plays the telecaster so and that's what johnny john buckland plays so anyway um yeah uh anyway i like i like what he the, the layers that he adds on top of chris martin's piano and or acoustic guitar playing because chris martin seems to at least on this record, do one of the two, right? From track to track. But John Buckland is always doing some sort of, he's got some sort of effect on his electric guitar. So I think it adds a really interesting um, sound here to, to otherwise like softer songs, you know? Yeah. And let's not to, you know, the thing, let's not even, I, I think we have to acknowledge how great of a vocalist Chris Martin is, right? I was reading some early reviews and stuff of this record. Um, and a lot of people attribute or, 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 you know, praise him for, for being such a strong vocalist. Right. And it definitely, I mean, come on. I mean, you can't, you can't get around it. Like his vocals are what really stand out, I think. But anyway, um, the next track that I wanted to play has been a longtime favorite of mine. And um, I remember I used to fall asleep to this song back when I was, you know, in my in my teen years, back when this record had, had first came out. Um, I put it on repeat on like our old like Walkman, you know, hooked up to some like tiny computer speakers or something. Um, yeah, dude. I, I had another song that I used to fall asleep to that I think we talked about when we covered... There's nothing left to lose by Foo Fighters. I used to fall asleep to Aurora. Aurora, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, dude, I had that on repeat in my earbuds. Yeah, so before we get into the next track, uh, let's take a quick break. And we're back. Okay, so this is uh, one of the, the softer songs on the record. It's pretty much all acoustic. There's a really nice bass um line too but for the most part this this is my favorite Coldplay song yeah it's a very pretty 
song and it's just kind of got this like sleepiness to it. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. Daydreamy. Sleepiness. Kind of That's a compliment. Yeah. Sleepy is not, yeah. it's not a negative in this, in this instance. So anyway, all right. This song is, I believe the very next track on the album and it's called spark. Or is it sparks or spark? Sparks. And it's called sparks.
just one of those songs, dude. Got to listen to it all the way through. Yeah, I I can't argue with that. <laughs> so good. But man. yeah, it's just a it's just your classic uh, love song. It sounds like you know. It sounds it like gets me, man. You know, it gets me every time. Yes, every it's a time. it's a very um, it evokes emotion. You know. Yeah, it's very very. I love it's that. A be- song, it's a beautiful dude. song. I love that song. Yeah, I mean, um, it sounds like you know somebody fucked up. They're apologizing. You know, because the first, 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 did I drive you away, right? Yeah. Uh, but I promise you this, I'll always look out for you. That kind of thing. You know, the classic, uh, hey man, sorry, but I still, you know, I love you. Or whatever the yeah. fuck it is. Uh, well, what's, what, what's the sparks about? Like, I, I, I saw, you know, I've always thought of it as like, hey, you know. Sparks, I, you still get me. Yeah, you, yeah, we like, got. I, I still, I still get those those butterflies. Yeah, you know, sparks fly yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And Chris Martin, you know, famously went on to marry Gwyneth Paltrow, so oh, he probably saw some. Are they sparks. still together? I don't think so. Oh, but they had shit. a kid called okay. named Apple. I know that. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which was it? There's, there's so many different possibilities as to why he chose the name Apple. I'm sure there's a reason, but I feel like he's probably getting a little a little something from uh Steve. From Steve. <laughs> from Steve. <laughs> well Steve's oh, no longer with joke. us. Okay. Well then he's getting it from uh Tim Cook. <sighs> nah dude. <laughs> uh but uh I love that. I love that song. Yeah. That's that to me that's my favorite song on the record easily. Um and it like Sparks is a song that, like, that is Coldplay to me. You know, like, mm-hmm. we have these bands where it's, like, this particular record, in my mind, is, is like, that this is what the band is all about. Like, with The Strokes or Kings of Leon, Sparks is Coldplay to me. Like, that's their sound, like, perfectly embodied and, in, in, you know three and a half minutes i mean the thing is i feel like that's a unique song in their catalog though i mean really well but you're then, saying I don't that no coldplay dude. you're saying to, to you that's the song that you associate with coldplay that's the one that that you have like a relationship with right yeah is that what you're saying that's what i'm saying dude. okay yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess I, I could have I could have uh, worded that differently. Yeah, but that's but fine. Yeah, no, that 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 is is an important song to me. Yeah, I, like I don't. Ha- it's not tied to any like relationship in my life or anything. Sure, you know, like it's not one of those songs. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's just it's just a perfect, um, you know, melancholy love song. Yeah, it's a great song. It's it's uh, it's just a really good song. All right, yeah. so now, now, Quentin, we were talking before we were pre-planning for this episode, and you're saying that you may not have ever gotten or played past Yellow? You may not have ever gotten to Side B? Is that what you're telling me? I don't me? think so, dude. Okay. I'm okay, glad well, that you said now. that. I've, I've heard Trouble because it's a single, well, it's a but single. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I've heard Parachutes. I mean, that's the the title track, but I don't know if I've heard it. Okay. But I feel like, uh, okay, uh, uh, let's just say, you know, when I've revisited this album over the last, you know, 10 years or so, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I get 
past yellow which is five songs in which is the next song on the album after sparks yeah is the mega single yellow so our next our next pick is high speed right yeah and here's the thank you i'm excited that you that you that it it it's possible you've never heard this song because it's my favorite track on the record q and you know what let's just you know what dude i feel like we don't ever include our dear listeners Maybe it's possible that a lot of people that are listening to this have never heard it either. It's not all about me, dude. <laughs> That's fine. Look, yeah. man, maybe there's a lot of people out there who are just like you. They they yeah. play side A and never get to side B because yellow is where side A stops. Well, if so, you don't if you don't uh, listen to records, side A and side B mean absolutely nothing no but back in the day like it was important you know there was thought that went into hey this is where side a ends and this is where side b begins like you know that that is a thing um i think I a lot if, of bands still still factor that in when well i mean maybe uh producers or everybody's or, uh, pressing vinyl now so i mean it is a thing yeah. again but yeah. um anyway probably wasn't in in 2000 but yeah, yeah. dude let's let's listen to it so this is what if, uh Towards the end of the album, really. This is yeah. It's like, it's toward the end of, of of the record. So here's the thing about this song. Um, we talked about Martin and how he was influenced by Radiohead, and how he would give his left nut to write anything as good as OK Computer, right? Yeah, he said left ball, but I like nut better. I think nut sound it just has a better oomph to it. You know, my left nut. I mean, I think left ball is funny because I've never heard someone say. Yeah, me neither. I've always heard it as like my nut. You know? <laughs> left nut. My left nut. Um, <laughs> left ball. Here's the thing about this song. There's a lot of similarities with this song and Subterranean Homesick Alien, which is on OK Computer. It's did got, we play um, that song? I think we may have, yeah. Um, I feel like we did. But either way, it has, it has a very similar kind of flowy feel to it the guitar playing at least um and it's just a killer track man i'm excited to get your thoughts on it if you've never heard it so let's do it um again this song is called high speed
Yeah, dude. <laughs> Huge influence from from Radiohead on this one. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, subterranean. There's so many parts of, of that. Yeah, that is like verbatim subterranean. Uh, yeah, I don't know about verbatim, but yeah, no. I, I mean, mean, the the, it's the tone definitely, on the guitar, the effects. It's almost a nod know. to it. Yeah, I don't know if it was unconscious or or, or what, but I don't even care, it. dude. It's it's a good song. Oh, it's a killer song. Uh, like I'm not I'm not dogging on it for that reason. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. Straight up. What's interesting about this track, and one of the reasons maybe that it sounds so much different than the rest of the album. Is that it was recorded uh, on a whole different studio session. Like this song was included on one of their early EPs, "The Blue Room." Cool. And they didn't re-record it for for parachutes. Like uh, it was recorded in a different studio uh, with a different producer. So anyway, um, it, I think maybe that's why it, it stands out to me and is my favorite track on the record is because it's got such a different feeling than the rest of the album does. And I just really like the, the guitar is so like, like I said, kind of like flowy and like you're in sort of like this dreamy state, right? Kind of like subterranean. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. Like it's, it's, um, it's kind of like you're kind of free form, you know, a free. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like you're yeah, just kind of walking around, like exploring, a new world. Like you're a, a, a grocery store bag in the wind. A pl- <laughs> there a, we go. A plastic bag in the wind. Thank you, dude. I'm glad you wrapped it up for us there because uh, I was struggling to uh, describe the feeling that you get behind that because- Now, dude, did you I mean, get that? Did you catch that movie reference? Yes. Okay. American Beauty. Oh, dude, no, spot on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Cool, dude. So so that's it, huh? That's, that's our take on Parachutes? Yes, I think that is. Now, I wanted to mention this, dude. Um, Two things that I wanted to make sure that I mentioned. If if you're a Coldplay enthusiast, or if you're like me, and you used to, you know, push play on a record on your CD player or whatever and just let it play, and would just stumble upon hidden tracks at the end of records without realizing it, then you would know that there is a hidden track on this record um called life is for living and it is on it plays around the five minute and 39 second mark on track 10 but what uh, the point i wanted to make was that if you listen to albums on spotify they don't even it's not even hidden track anymore because they spell it out on the track they're like yeah track 10 everything's not lost includes hidden track it's like hello spoiler alert you know yeah yeah man um we're we're of the last generation to get to enjoy the surprise of bonus tracks well hidden hidden tracks i'm just saying for this in this song in particular on this album on spotify they just put it in the in the track name they didn't do that for you but they split it um i'm just saying there is a hidden track if you're interested it's just you know there's no, there's no like wonderment anymore because I mean, it's right there spelled out for you on Spotify. But anyway, one more uh, little fun fact here. If you're a fan of Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright movies like I am, you may remember 
Chris Martin and John Buckland showing up at the end of Shaun of the Dead. Oh, they were, yeah. They were, they were zombies, right? I think they were zombies, but they also showed up at the end as like on this like talk show that was, you know, they had these shirts on that said Zomb- Zombaid, as in like zombie aid. They were, they were, I think, playing themselves, but like pretending to be a part of this charity organization that, anyway, um, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Me too. Um, yeah, it's a fucking classic. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's it, man. Quick, dirty look at parachutes. Um, again, it's just one of those those standout records from that that era. Um, you know, Coldplay obviously goes on to be one of the 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 biggest bands of all time. You know, still to this day, putting out tracks that that you know. Well, let's just put it this way, dude. They've they've played the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know? there you go. <laughs> what exactly. more do you need? What more do you need to say? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is again like a lot of times with with these more popular bands, we don't dive too much into their history or anything like that. That's not what this um, podcast is about, man. We no, do, we're, uh, we're about we're about playing tune. You know, we're about we're about sharing tunes and and you know just enjoying music together. I mean, if it's a if it's an obscure band, or at least what we think is an obscure band, I think it's more proper to to give the the background. You know, just to to give context and stuff. But you don't need to hear about Coldplay's background. Like, it's it, cold. It doesn't play, matter dude. at this point. Yeah. Um. All right, Q. So uh, it's that time, dude. It's time for what you heard and you're gonna go first this time oh good dude i'm I'm excited actually to share this with you um and you know what number one let's just make this clear we're not getting paid by spotify i wish we were because we mentioned spotify in every goddamn episode <laughs> and we're not getting paid by kexp and i wish we were Man, because dude. we mentioned kexp almost every episode but you need to broaden my... your your your. Actually, I take it back. You don't because you found a lot of great stuff from KEXP. That's what but that's what I was about to say. Like, that's got to no be your own, that's your only source, isn't it? One of them. Okay. Yeah, dude. I look. That is my go-to radio station when I'm looking for tunes. So when you're digging. For last tunes? week I heard <laughs> when I'm digging for tunes. Last week I heard a band on there. Uh, they go by Penelope Isles, okay. and uh, they are actually a brother sister duo as as far as the songwriters of the band, uh, Jack and Lily Walter. They just released their first album this year, and guess what? The day guess what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, guess what day it was that they released this record? Dude, just guess, like. You know, what significant date would I make a point to ask you to guess it? July 12th. Yes, sir. That's our birthday. That's the day that we were released. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) I mean, now we're making jokes about our birth, our... Yeah, dude, uh, now 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 people have enough information that they can figure out who we are and where we live. Let's just put it this way, dude. We better get some fucking comments on July 12th. From our fans, because they know it's our what? birthday at this point. Comments? Where are people going to leave comments, dude? That's a great point. <laughs> There's no on our Twitter feed that, comments, we, man. that we barely fucking 
We need to. We need to. Uh, we need to get our act together and get on on Twitter, dude. Yes, and do we want to leave this on record? I don't know. Maybe um, so we can be held accountable for it. Yeah, dude, I agree. <laughs> so, anyways, you know what, dude? We do have a Twitter account. That's the funny yeah. thing, man. I know, and we don't. Hey, you know what? On it. Tweet us on this on July twelfth, and we won't read it because we don't get on Twitter. I don't think tweet is the right. I think it's tweeter us. Tweeter <laughs> us. <laughs> tweeter us on dude, July twelfth. We're, we're give us a shout out. Irony, man. Is that I think we're one of the younger podcast hosts on the Pantheon Network, and we're the ones that don't have a Twitter account set up. Like we're the ones who, if anything, should be showing. Showing these oldies how how to do it, and they're schooling us okay. on social media. What what's our twi- what's our Twitter account? It's at, at, no, at filler. no filler. It's either at okay, no well, filler or at no filler podcast. Then give us a tweeter. <laughs> give us a tweeter on our, <laughs> our birthday, dude. It's called tweet. That's, give us a I'm tweet. Sorry, dude. Anyways, um, this is uh, just one of those bands, dude. It's you know, just throw them under the indie category. I don't care what you de- how you Quentin, describe them. We have one fucking tweet. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's Foles, right? Which was in, from 2008. Oh, no, not 2008. No, dude. Not 2008. That's when their album came out. Whatever. Keep going. I'm sorry. Keep cutting you off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is just one of those just feel good uh, albums, dude. It's a, it's a, it's a great listen. Um, they released a few singles off of it. Anyways, I'm going to play track two on the record. I don't believe it was a single. Uh, this is, again, from the band Penelope Isles. The record is called Until the Tide Creeps In. It came out in July of this year. This song is called Round.
yeah, I like it. It's got kind of a, um, you know, surf rock guitar sound to it. The little, little tremolo dive, you know? Yeah, I tried to avoid saying the word dream pop because yeah, sure. God damn it! If I if I'm not just just I'm just into dream pop, dude. I'm I'm you know that's just one of the those st- that style of of rock. I'm just I'm I'm I'm, su- I'm a sucker for it. Yeah, no, I mean we you know I've been on a shoegaze kick lately, just on my own, which as we have mentioned is synonymous with dream pop. Well, um, dude, can let me let me just say this real quick. Uh, and you'll appreciate this. I am super into that Narrowhead album, that dude. You mentioned isn't it few. great, dude? I, I oh man, I, I love it. Yeah, I've listened to it all the way through several times now, dude. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but that's grunge, man. Let's 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 call it what that what it is. That's grunge. Yeah, totally. Anyways, uh, what you what you been hurting, bro? Okay, so <laughs> don't. <laughs> Are you challenging me to keep that in? No, I, I don't. I don't know what happened with my voice right there, but <laughs> um, okay. Oh God! So you you're not gonna. I mean, I'm just gonna say this now. You're you did not mishear me when I say the name. Okay. The name of this band is Horse Jumper of Love. <laughs> oh my God! I hate it. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put it this Go way: on. you have to be really good if you're gonna have a name like that, right? Yeah, that's a good point. So these what guys, does that even mean? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, it's right. one of those things where it's like there's like websites and stuff out there and, and apps where you can just say, "Hey, uh, give me a band name," and it'll just spit out something. Dude, random. I feel oh like they God, could have dude, done that. We did that when we were when we were trying to do a band in like middle school. That's what I'm saying. It was like. Dude, I remember it. You remember the name? Yes. You had your fucking mind. No, dude. It was Plastic Butlers. Oh, yeah. That's actually a sweet ass name, dude. Right? No joke. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Is there a band called Plastic Butler? Plastic Butlers. No. No. Not according wow, to Spotify. dude. Okay, we still got it for, gra- for grabs. If, right. if you want to, you want to start a band sometime. Let me. Go All right, ahead Horse and Jumper of Love. They Horse Jumper totally, of Love. They definitely used one of those websites. I think uh, they did, man. Band name aggregates or whatever. You yeah, call exactly. Uh, anyway, they're a relatively fresh band. Uh, they've been around since the early 2010s, uh, but they didn't really put any record out until maybe the mid. 20 post 20 whatever their first album came out in 2016 <laughs> uh so like i said they're, they're relatively fresh i stumbled upon them just by jumping around spotify so there's self would you say that you were horse jumping around i was horse jumping around spotify i was i was galloping around spotify there we um, go and honestly i may have found these guys uh and the related artists section of what are they called? Narrowhead. So uh, it's not it's not as grungy as Narrowhead, but it's definitely a uh, their sound is sort of sort of a a, uh, a mixture of a lot of different things. Some of which is like the '90s rock sound, just not grunge '90s rock. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, 
Let's play a track off of their self-titled album. I literally just pushed play on this record today. So this is as fresh as it gets, dude. Um, and what jumped out to me is this was playing, in particular, is a track called Sun Poisoning. And again, this band is called Horse Jumper of Love. There's a lot of moments in that song where it, like it just demands your attention in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, well, it's very like slow at the beginning and sort of like you know more. Well, there's a lot of uh, tempo changes, um, and like the drummer, the way that he is, like like the the beat that he's playing, the way that he's striking the notes on that hi hat, like it's almost sounds like he's constantly trying to catch up with the rest of the song 
as far as like the rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's very like calculated, you know, like it's it's yeah. on purpose. Mm-hmm. But it it does sound like he's he's playing out of rhythm with the rest of the song. Like it's always trying to catch up with the rest of it. I don't know. That to me is what stood out. Like I was very like focused on that and that like kept my attention. That's a really great song, dude. Um, yeah. A lot going on in that right, three and right. a half minutes that we played. So, Q, um, you want to know the genre that this is considered? Um, can I guess? You remember how we were talking last week about, because I, I said groove metal, and you're like, groove metal? What the hell is that? Yeah. So, this genre, uh, this song, is, or this album is considered slowcore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ser- serious, man. At some point, we got to stop the madness, you know? Yeah. C- yeah. Slow core. Just... Slow core. And by the way, Q, it's s- here's what makes sense. Slow core, okay. its stylistic origins is indie rock and alternative rock. That's fine. Okay, so but why put the, the word core in there? Because well, it sounds cool. Thing, it's, it's also a, uh, a fusion genre of indie rock and sad core. What? Oh, that's what I'm Come saying. On. It's ridiculous, man. Sadcore. I thought we called that. Don't we call that emo? What yeah. The hell is sadcore. What? <laughs> it's starting to get ridiculous here. Okay. Fuck. Who See, the fuck and does let's this just, shit, man? You know what? Let's just remind ourselves, like, why we struggled and, like, honestly, dude, it was maybe a blessing in disguise that our music blog got shut down for, like, right. uh, virus reasons or whatever. Like, we were struggling. With like, yeah, we had a lot of great music to share with how people. Are we, how are we going to keep up with all these subgenres? Exactly, man? like like every every week, every day, we we were writing posts and like trying to figure out how to describe these bands. And like, I get it. If you're a music journalist or whatever, like, oh god, I don't know. Uh, let's just say, let's just call this slowcore. Or uh, I don't know, dude. Like it's emo. Why don't you just but call it slower tempoed indie rock? Slow. It's yeah, it's slow, but you don't have to. It's indie rock. It's alternative hey, dude, rock. That's the end of the discussion, the, here, man. Here's what. Here's the way I see it. Just let the music play for itself. You know? Yeah, like, right. Just listen to the music. Right. Exactly. Anyway, now here's one thing I wanted to mention. I'm on the Wikipedia page for slowcore because I was like, "What the fuck does this even mean?" Yeah. Uh, who else is into that category? So here's. I just wanted to mention this because we we covered this artist. Uh, I think it was an out. We didn't cover them. It was an outro song. Uh, on our Kings of Convenience episode. Ooh. Uh, yes. Red House Painters. Yeah. They're considered slowcore. Uh, okay. So there you go. So that the means genre, it's been around since what, early 90s? Early 90s, yeah. The the, the origin of it is, is the 90s. So listen to this. This is interesting. The genre began in the early 90s as an active rebellion against the predominant energy and aggression of grunge. Wow, dude, we're bringing it all back around. So circle. there you go. Anyway, um, I just think I think the word sadcore is just fucking dumb. I don't care what you call it. That was a great tune. Um, I'm definitely going to listen to more of, of that band for sure. Yeah, I've got their next album queued up. They came out with a record this this year too. So they've got a, a awesome. new record uh, that came out in June. So there you go. I'm going to listen to both of those tomorrow. And you know what, dude? I... Uh, I think I feel like you're right, man. There's, there's a. Uh, I, I feel like grunge is, is making a comeback, dude. And I mean, I'm just as excited you as you are. You can't really put them in the grunge camp, though. 
But, I don't care. But no, hey, the nineties that nineties like sound that the nineties rock yes, sound, which yes. is heavily you know, it's 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 grunge. Whatever other, you know, spin on it that that, that bands had in the nineties, I feel like that style is coming back and I'm super stoked about it. Right. Yeah, it's 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 good. I've been going down a rabbit hole, um, trying to find more bands that that are bringing that sound back, you know. So I found some good yeah. stuff lately. Yeah, dude, I'm into it. Keep keep sharing it with me, dude. Um, all right, that's it for today. Um, as always, you can find more awesome podcasts within our network, Pantheon Podcasts. Uh, you can check us out on uh, pantheonpodcasts.com. Uh, there you can access tons of other great music podcasts. I would be shocked if there wasn't at least one other podcast in the network that, that is dove into Coldplay. I'd, I'd be shocked. Anyways, you can also hop on our website, nofillerpodcast.com, if you want to dive a little bit deeper into each episode with our show notes and all that good stuff. I've got an outro song in mind, dude. Uh, there's a band. Guess what they're called, dude? It's a band that was that that Chris Martin and other members of the band were heavily influenced by. Hot hot play. No, dude. That's funny though. <laughs> Their name's Travis. What? No, I've heard of Travis. Yeah. Well, they've been around since the nineties, like mid nineties, from what I gather. So they were a band that were prevalent at the time that Coldplay was like making waves, you know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they were, they had already been an established band at the time. So this was a band that was around and already making albums when parachutes came out. Uh, and I, there's this uh, article on Chris Martin from 2007, where he is quoted as saying that the band Travis invented Coldplay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so the, that's how much of an influence these guys had on on Coldplay. And uh, he was super stoked because he basically, uh, like, debuted a new Travis song um, on this radio station where he was being interviewed at the time. Like, he got to kind of like, hey, here's a new song from Travis, you know? Right, right. Uh, the song is called Big Chair, which came out on... Uh, Travis's album from uh, 2007 called The Boy With No Name. And, oh, you can absolutely hear the uh, influence that that Travis had on Coldplay. It's a good tune, um, and we're going to fade us out with that. So, um, yeah, next week we'll have our little sidetrack, and we're going to continue to try our our damnedest to uh, not play. You know what, dude? This month is is distortion free. Let's just put it that way. No distortion in the month of November because I think we had enough of that in October with all those metal bands. I mean, I can't say that that one of my what you heard's might not have distortion. I don't know what I'm going to be hearing that's fine. over the next couple of weeks, but that's okay. Yes, the main the main yeah. attraction of each episode is going to be on the softer side, the more distortion free um, November. You know, more more uh, fall appropriate. There you go. Um. All right, so this is again a song from Travis. Uh, <laughs> Me? From <laughs> not from you, uh, from their album uh, "The Boy with No Name" from 2007. This song is called "Big Chair," 
And uh, we will be shouting at you next week. My name's Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care.